There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. If you're here for these powerful, packed stories of revenge, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Johan Dragonheart, assistant from Heck. Let me preface this by saying I'm still going through some mental issues because of what happened in this story. Background, I was born with cataracts that later became glaucoma when I turned 5. After some years, something happened that caused me to lose all vision in my left eye. This meant that I needed an assistant for the rest of my education, now that you're all informed. The story, when I was starting middle school, my parents found an assistant to help me with moving around my school. I'll call her Ella for simplicity's sake. Anyway, Ella was friendly to me and my parents, so they didn't have to worry. Ella did her job and she was very friendly with me. And then it began. One day, Ella didn't come to school. She called my dad saying that she got in an accident on the road. It was fine, she got in an accident, it wasn't her fault. I spent the first two weeks of school trying my darndest to explain why I couldn't write the work and give a convincing argument and walk around without bumping into every wall in person. On top of that, Ella became more and more hostile as the months went by. She then began telling me awful things about my appearance, my personality, and she even talked crap about my parents to other teachers who were just as scummy as her. The only reason why I didn't say anything was because she made me think that doing so would get me expelled. Me being a stupid 13 year old, I believed her. Needless to say, I was miserable. The straw that broke the camel's back was the day where she was so angry that she slapped me. I was done. The revenge? I told my dad about everything. The absences, the slander, everything. When I told him, he went absolutely ape crap and we went straight to the principal. After telling her everything that happened, we found out that Ella was present to write herself up as present, but she never arrived to help me. We also found out that she had faked most of her reasons for absence. After a long investigation that took two years to actually prove, we took Ella to court. I only had to testify every single detail of what she did and what she said. Long story short, we won that case and Ella went to prison for three years. After word got out of what Ella did, my family had heard that her friends and family basically disowned her. She also lost the remaining custody of her kids, which went directly to her husband, who works as a vendor that passes by my school. Ella became forgotten garbage. It's been almost a whole year since Ella went to prison, but I sometimes still hear all of the terrible things she said. Thanks to her, I'm scared to make decisions because I can't get her words out of my mind. I'm going to start school soon. Maybe I'll finally get that demon woman out of my head. Honestly, I'm surprised that even in the situation with all that they did, that they actually did end up going to prison for three years because of that stuff. I don't know if that shows like a depressing lack of trust in our legal system or really just a surprise that it would be that harsh for what they did do. What do you guys think? Are you surprised that they even went to prison for what they did? And also, do you think the three years is too harsh or just right? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by literally a person, Marvin's Killdozer. Sometime in the early 2000s, there was a small town in Colorado. 
Among the residents in Granby, there was a muffler repair shop owner named Marvin Hemeyer. He was a sort of cool guy, I don't know how to describe him. He also got along with some people. One day, some company was going to make a concrete plant right next to his shop. Marvin was against the idea, but he was alone. The construction of the plant would cut off the only entrance to the shop. Marvin tried to get some people to sign a petition, but he couldn't get enough people to sign. Marvin decided he was going to make his own entrance to the shop and bought everything he needed to do so. The city denied his request to build a new road. Eventually, the concrete plant cut off Marvin's sewage and the city fined Marvin for it. This was the last straw. Marvin started constructing a tank out of the materials he got to build a new road to his shop. One of the items was a bulldozer. He recorded himself often and eventually finished the Killdozer. Despite its name, it never killed anyone. He designed it so that when the armor was lifted onto the bulldozer, it's not coming off. Marvin got into the bulldozer and lifted the armor onto it. Marvin drove the Killdozer through his shop and into the concrete plant. He goes to the city and destroys buildings of those who wronged him such as a newspaper place that lied about Marvin, the former mayor's house, and the town hall. He destroyed many more buildings. The governor of Colorado even considered destroying the Killdozer with Hellfire missiles. That idea was scrapped for obvious reasons. When Marvin was destroying a shop, the radiator was leaking and the bulldozer broke down. Marvin then ended things. I forget how long ago this was, but I remember hearing about this story at some point. I don't know if I stumbled on a weird YouTube hole or something, but I definitely remember seeing like some video or footage of this killdozer rampage that was going on. Maybe it was even one of those like, world's craziest events, TV shows or something. June 4th, 2004. Calamity struck when a bulldozer piloted by blah blah blah. Really, I mean, it's an insane story. Our next story is by Don't Look Behind You 01. Refuse to pay me? Look at your garden. My cousin, who's fairly entitled, asked me to do some lawn work and dog sit for her. When she was going on vacation for a friend's wedding or something along the lines of that, I agreed under the condition that I would be paid $15 per hour as she had a large garden with many flower beds. So for a week, I tend to her flowers and other yard things, such as picking weeds, watering the lawn, and picking up dog poop. She comes back and refuses to pay me. In goes revenge, so I have a house key to her house. She goes up to the mountains for a bit just because it's fun and why not? So I go into her house. I know that trash day is the next day, so I go to the dumpster and take out two or three bags of trash and dump them out all around her house. I pick up the dog poop from the backyard and put it in the bedroom under the pillows. Then I take the trash still in the bin and add that to her house. Finally, I go to a local hardware store and get some weed killer that'll also kill other plants. I found out that the hard way. I spray that all over her garden, on the flower beds, the grass and the vegetable garden for two days. When she comes back, her entire house is wrecked. The trash attracted pests. The poop in the bed ruined the pillows and mattress. Her whole garden is dead. She had to pay to get her house deep cleaned, a new mattress, replant all her vegetation, and get new grass for both yards. She paid $5,000 for something that should have cost her $210. Moral of the story, pay someone for doing work for you, please. 
I will say that this is definitely a nuclear reaction. To be fair, one of the things I hate doing the most is work outside in the yard around the house. So if I was OP and I got stiffed on doing all that work, I would be pretty pissed too, and $210 is no, like, little tiny snippet. I don't think I would ruin a person's house and yards over it, but you would definitely want to get back at them. This next story is by crappy username 37 beat me up? I'll run you over. This story's not mine, neither of anyone I personally know, but it's something that happened where I live and it became news last week because of how gruesome and stupid it was. As it is public and on the news, I'll try not to give names as to not expose even more the parties and their families. This happened Sunday, April 21st, 2019. The revenge victim in the situation was an MMA fighter and the perpetrator was his Uber driver. I'll refer to them as fighter and Uber. That night, the Uber picked up the fighter and some of his friends in a planned neighborhood in the suburbs of my city. The group was supposedly drunk and were screaming and making a huge fuss inside the car, which annoyed the Uber. He asked them to stop, which they did for a while, but soon after started again. They kept annoying the Uber until he snapped. He stopped the car on top of an overpass and told them to get out of his car. This was late at night, so it had no traffic. The group started to get out, but the fighter did not like the Uber's attitude, so he started punching the Uber right before leaving. His friends take him off the driver, and the Uber speeds off. The fighter's group start walking to a nearby gas station to wait for another ride. Meanwhile, the Uber makes it back around and starts speeding back in their direction and hits the fighter in the back, running him over. From what I heard, the impact alone would not be enough to kill the fighter, but that was not it. The force of the impact launched the fighter in the direction of a truck parked nearby, and he hit his head on said truck, killing him almost instantly while the Uber sped off. The driver presented himself to the cops on April 25th. The fighter had two kids, and so did the driver. I mean, it might be a terrible time to say it in regard to this story, but cooler heads do prevail? I guess if cooler heads prevailed in this moment, somebody literally wouldn't have died. In general, this whole story is kind of just disappointing to hear about because it's like reckless agitation gone totally wrong. And our final story of the day is by Lil Tella. Don't suspend me for a stupid reason. Backstory, I'm a sophomore in high school. We have four assistant principals in our high school for freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Anyways, my school is a very left-sided school. Most of the teachers are very liberal and honestly don't let you share your own opinion if you are conservative. The story, one day I decided to post my own opinion on my Snapchat story, bad idea. I posted how it's my opinion that girls shouldn't wear makeup as I just simply don't find it attractive. Some girl started a rumor that I was talking about her and she and her friends came at my physical appearance and my nationality. I made a bad decision and called her out for cheating on her boyfriend and called her a hoe and she got really mad and deleted her stories and she made it seem like I was simply just coming at her for no reason. I was already pissed. I have tons of screenshots of what was said. However, I couldn't stop this now. I had 175 views already, and the amount of screenshots I had on that story was 86. People started making memes about me, calling me a weasel, gerbil, said my forehead was big and everything. It really hurt, but I knew I still had some friends. I go to school the next day, and I'm getting threats to get beaten up and people are spreading rumors about me. 
I was so distraught but I fought through it. As I was getting my lunch, a group of at least 15 girls went around me and formed a circle around me and yelled at me. The girl I was talking to at the time was on my side surprisingly and she went and yelled at all those girls. Many kids made rude memes about me and it really hurt. Turns out someone told the sophomore assistant principal. She was pissed that I was just mansplaining and I didn't know anything about girls or women or why they wear makeup. Turns out someone told the principal the wrong story and didn't show the assistant principal screenshots of everything. Crap escalated quickly and she started yelling at me and I kept saying that wasn't the full story. Turns out, someone made fake screenshots and gave it to her. I was surprised at this, and I even showed her everything that I posted, but she said I deleted it. I showed her all the things people made with the name not blurred out, and she was now surprised. She called them up and told them not to do it anymore. Then they just got let off with a warning. After they left, she told me that I was going to have to be suspended. She was a real witch, and I don't know why she suspended me for this. I was really mad that I was suspended for at least two days, all because of a Snapchat post that wasn't even that bad. Getting suspended meant a lot to me since I'm usually good, and I've had perfect attendance since first grade. This is why I was about to get into National Honor Society. Now, because I'm suspended, my chance is really low. This is where the revenge starts. Revenge. The minute I got home, my parents instantly talked to me and sided with me. They even said I could just treat it like it was a snow day, and I didn't even get punished. They were pissed too. I sat at the desk in my room on my computer, and I thought, what could I do? I looked up my assistant principal's name on Google to see if I can find any information. I find her Instagram and Facebook. She's quite young actually, like around 26 to 30. I decided to make a fake account posing as a random person so she would accept my follow request. I had to buy followers and make posts so it didn't seem too suspicious. I think I spent $30 on followers and likes. I'm not sure. I needed this to work. I soon got a notification around 5 or 6 p.m. saying she accepted my follow request. Perfect. I scrolled down to her pictures and this was before Instagram's stupid layout update so you could still see your posts. She had around like 450 posts, could be a little less, could be a little more, I just assume around 450. I scrolled down and saw pictures of her husband and her 2 year old with her. He wasn't tagged so he probably doesn't have an Instagram, not a big deal. So I scrolled down more. Then I saw a picture of her, except she was in a Hooters uniform. I thought to myself that people usually work two jobs, but this picture was very odd. It was one of those pictures you could slide right and you could look at more pictures. The next picture was with a kid that looked really, really familiar. I then saw a bit of his shirt. I couldn't really tell what was on it, but I saw that it had my high school colors. I then instantly realized who it was, the junior that was the captain of the varsity football team. I was so curious so I slid to the next picture. He was grabbing her butt while hugging her and she was looking up at him like he was her husband. I was so shook and I had to screenshot. I keep scrolling through her Instagram and it's just her and this kid. Then I found the perfect picture. She was kissing him and it was definitely at a house party. I knew what I had to do. I had to screenshot this, then I quickly went on Facebook. I found pictures of her husband and he was tagged. I knew his name now so I looked him up on white pages. He lived at the same address as her so I had to do this during school. I found out where he worked and so I quickly printed out the pictures that I found. This was the best thing. 
I also plan to email the pictures to the school. She shouldn't suspend people for a stupid reason, and she shouldn't be kissing her students. I went to sleep knowing this was going to work. I woke up between 9 and 10 a.m. that day and was ready for this. I grabbed my bike and biked the six miles to get to their house across the city. I'm on the varsity soccer team, so I'm quite in shape. This took me about 20 minutes, and when I got there, I saw his car in the driveway. Great, he didn't leave for work yet. I simply just put the pictures in her mailbox, knocked on the door, and biked off as quick as I could. I had to wait until at least 7 o'clock to email the school. I made an entirely new email address and emailed it at around 6.30 because I couldn't wait. They emailed back almost right away and said they would deal with it right away. Since today was my last day of being suspended, I was ready to go back to school tomorrow. Aftermath, I woke up in the morning really happy and excited and I couldn't wait to see what was going to unfold. In our lunch, the assistant principal, along with a few teachers, walk around monitoring the lunch. I then see the principal, along with two police officers, pull the assistant principal and the student out. The whole lunchroom gets quiet and so many people are recording. I smirked really openly when I saw this happened. I asked one of the monitors to get a bathroom pass just so I could hear what was going on. He told me I couldn't go right now as something is going on. I was kind of sad about this but also happy. I knew what was going on but I couldn't tell anyone. Now some stuff happened in the next few days but I'll just sum it up. First day after, the day after it happened, she didn't show up but the student did. I asked him what happened, but he wouldn't say. All I knew is that he wasn't in trouble. That made me glad because he didn't have a reason to be in trouble, and that wasn't my goal. Five days after, since it was a four-day weekend that week as we had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off, we came to school back on Tuesday. I noticed her office was empty. I was really stunned that she got fired, and so I looked up our state's court case search. There was already one case, and it was hers. She had caused child 13 to 18 to view sex activity as the charges pressed against her. Three weeks later, the school wanted to hide this, so of course no news came out, but a new case has opened up. Her divorce case. I saw this and I instantly knew I succeeded. She should have never have been an assistant principal as she was extremely hateful and biased and even a perv. Now she's serving 10 months in prison and I don't feel bad at all. Nor should you, there's a very obvious power dynamic that makes it very, in most places, not illegal for that kind of relationship. That's also not ignoring the fact that this kid might not have been 18 yet, which the last time I checked in most places is very illegal. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.